guys i hope you are doing well i'm so excited to be shooting this podcast today today with me i have the rose athiga welcome very much rose thank you joan thank you very much for making time to come absolutely i feel like i've known you forever <laughs> um and congratulations for top 40 under 40 oh thank you yeah. thank you so guys today we'll be talking about transitioning back into the job market after a stint abroad i've had quite a number of uh, clients who are transitioning back mm-hmm. from you know different parts of the world and sometimes i feel the uh, you know the the face challenges uh, be it you know uh, you know that they are coming from one particular environment and coming to a different work environment struggling with imposter syndrome uh, struggling with just the various challenges because maybe you know you came back for one reason or the other maybe um uh, you, you know like your funds are not enough so you have to, tra- to come back or because of family or because of health reasons and when you come back uh, to Kenya you might feel that you are not enough you might feel that people are expecting so much of you and you know you're not able to deliver and just all those internal struggles and i think rose would be the perfect person to have this conversation with yeah. you actually transitioned back yes so to start off this conversation first tell us who you are and sure. what you do yeah let's start there yeah so first of all thanks so much john for having me on the show um i'm a big fan of yours so it's such an honor to be here um so i'm rose tiga i am an exec at a startup called pego um and i also run a podcast called shaping africa where i'm exploring this whole topic of people coming back from the diaspora I'm a mother um and yeah I also have a couple of mentees. I I love pouring into people so I also have a couple of mentees who are early in their career who I help kind of rethink how they approach their early career. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and um personally I came back 7 years ago mm-hmm. after being away for 13 years so I left yeah I left pretty young <laughs> right after high school mm-hmm. um basically 6 months after high school and yeah I went to undergrad in the US mm-hmm. worked for a bit went and got my MBA um and then came back home basically 3 years after my MBA and I've been back home 7 years all right yeah so uh, you know between undergrad and MBA it was yes. immediately yes you, you just did them back to back uh no I worked for 3 years oh yes. all right yes okay yes and how was it like trying to get back was it and a decision that you made before sure mm-hmm. so <laughs> those with partners <laughs> uh getting alignment with my husband took quite a bit of time mm-hmm. so i had always wanted to come back but it was more asking myself like ourselves like what's the right timing yeah. um so we oscillated quite a bit between the two of us so my husband was ready to come right after undergrad mm-hmm. uh, we met in college um and i wasn't mm-hmm. and then i was ready to come back right after my mba and he wasn't mm-hmm. so we took quite a few years kind of going back and forth but then we looked holistically at you know wanting to start a family yeah. the kind of work we were doing were we really having impact were mm-hmm. we fu- were we fulfilled we had kind of ticked all the boxes all of us had mm-hmm. master's degrees we had a house we had a nice car yeah. but we still felt a little bit empty and mm-hmm. wanted to do meaningful work mm-hmm. and be back home yeah. yeah and for us it's it's a It's interesting because both our families are still in the US actually. Oh. Yeah. Um so so it was it was it was interesting to get to that crossroads where you're like okay, I've done everything that I could and could came here to do yeah. and I'm still feeling unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um and oh by the way, we want to start a families. You know, like, like having a family abroad is 
quite hectic yeah. because of the childcare. Mm. Um, so we decided to take the chance and, and move back. So it was it was intentional, but took a while to yeah, yeah to figure out. Okay, and how has that been like? Yeah, <clears throat> being being back is is uh, like you were saying. <laughs> Um, so, so maybe I can kind of just tell the story. So when I came back, I didn't join like a, you know, corporate, like, I don't know. I was, I had worked at Deloitte and PwC and such. So I didn't join any of those. Mm -hmm. I joined, um, a, a very entrepreneurial role in an, in a family owned business, not, not my family. So another very wealthy family. Yeah. Um, and it, it had its own challenges. Yeah. Sorry, let me take yeah. you back. A yeah, bit. sure. So how did you get that job? Oh, how did I get the job? Yeah, yeah. this is actually critically important. Mm. So I think I moved back in 2014. All right. And between 2010 and 2014, mm. I think I came home like five or six times. Ah. Right. Yeah. So I, I made sure I was here every December. And oh, when right. I was here, mm -hmm. I reached out to people either through my MBA school network. So mm -hmm. I would just look at people on LinkedIn. Oh, mm -hmm. I see we went to the same school. Mm -hmm. Can I meet you for coffee? Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. Or friends, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'd be like, oh, you're working here. Can you introduce me? Mm -hmm. Mentors that I had met in the US that had transitioned back. Yeah. And I just spent a lot of time kind of networking and trying to figure out right. what opportunities were on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the, how I got this job is through a Wharton alumni. So he, um, the person that hired me is a chair of the company. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had met him in the U S at a conference and I kind of kept in touch. So when I was ready to move, he's one of the first people that I wrote, I kind of sent a blast to everyone. Hey. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> hi. yeah, hi, remember me? We met, you know, like, I'm I'm looking to transition back and this is my timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'll be in town. I used to do that all the time. Like I'll be in town these dates. I'd love to come and see you. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I kind of started to suss out what opportunities were available. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's talk about this role now. Yeah. So I show up mm -hmm. and like, you know, when, when you're in the U S I mean, like you're, you're earning a good pay and you're, you're kind of, I was like mid manager ish level, yeah. right. In a consulting firm. So mm -hmm. you're, you're still like way down the. The, the, yeah, the hierarchy, right? Yeah. So, um, so I show up and have a corner office on my first day, and I'm like, "Wow, wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember sending it to my friends on our WhatsApp group, and they're like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "Yeah, this happened." Um, so there were some good things because I felt like the I I landed in an ex school like kind of straight away, mm -hmm. um, and had a ton of responsibility which really pushed me um, in terms of like growing myself um, and stepping more into leadership. But there were some challenges too. Um, I always describe that experience as, I came in thinking that the company was a speedboat, but it was the Titanic, honey. Yeah, it was the Titanic. And my husband actually is one who kind of said that to me and he was like, it's gonna take time for things to change. Because um, my whole remit was to try and institutionalize like move them from being family owned mm -hmm. business and have it like institutionalized corporatized <clears throat> so there was a lot of resistance to change mm -hmm. um but i i keep saying i really made my bones and like it, it allowed me to also have more networks because mm -hmm. at one point i was there was a gap in marketing and i was like oh can i run marketing mm -hmm. 
it just like really opened up my mind and yeah. you know um, made me understand the Kenyan consumer so much better and allowed me to have networks in banks and like it just really opened my perspective um, about Kenya wow. despite the challenges okay yeah right. and this was in 2014 so you came back and immediately you know landed this job so I I landed the job mm-hmm. early in 2014 okay. right so when my husband and I were planning we said as long as one of us gets a job we're gonna move ah. right ah. so I came home I think it was the Easter or some sometime earlier in 2014 mm-hmm. and I had actually scheduled interviews yeah mm-hmm. so i had like back-to-back interviews i think i went to britam nic mm-hmm. and i i picked the one that gave me the highest offer which is an, like i'm not so sure that was the right decision mm-hmm. looking back right um so so yeah so then by the time i was going back i knew i had a job okay. and it was more around executing on the plan to come back all right yeah well, yeah well, that's an interesting journey <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so let's talk about you know some challenges that people feel mm. when they're thinking about relocating mm-hmm. or they relocate not because they wanted to yeah. but circumstances have forced sure. them sure what are some of the things that you feel you know you want to share to someone you know watching or listening yeah. and they're thinking of coming back yeah especially you know in terms of transitioning back into the Ken- kenyan job market because mm. i think it's different mm-hmm. from other you know like from other countries yeah uh, what tips would you like to share yeah absolutely so i think for people who are coming back at at their own will Mm. um there's so many tips number one is invest time in networking right obviously yeah like with with covid i think back then it was like oh someone's reaching out on linkedin it was a bit out there but now with covid everyone is used to kind of interacting digitally set up zooms exactly yeah just connect connect and you'd be surprised this market is actually not that big in terms of the decision makers. Mm-hmm. So if you're just intentional about, and I would end each meeting with, okay, so now you know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do you think I should talk to? And yeah. it just keeps the ball going yeah. until you, you have a good sense. And yeah. in those meetings, it's mm-hmm. like understanding the landscape, mm-hmm. you know, like wh- how the outlook, mm-hmm. you know, what sectors are doing well, like mm-hmm. a, a little bit of big picture. Yeah. Um, yeah, so network, network, network. Yes, and I actually love that you say network as the first thing mm. because I think we tend to underestimate because there's this line in Kenya, like, uh, if you, for you to get a job, there's no dream to mm. And what we are saying is you want to network with other professionals. It, it doesn't mean, that, it doesn't have to be told that you already know. Exactly. You reach out to them on LinkedIn, exactly. connect to them, say, hi, my name is Rose, exactly. this is what I've done. Exactly. Uh, for someone to give you a job, they, they don't, uh, it's not a must they know you personally or they don't have to be your uncle mm-hmm. or your auntie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think from when the pandemic started, so many people have been hired on LinkedIn. Yes. And I think we just tend to under, <coughs> like undervalue totally. its, you know, its importance and useful, usefulness. usefulness and yeah. I, you know, I, I'm grateful that you, you know, you, you mentioned networking. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what, what else, which other tips? Um, I would say, you know, looking at your transferable skills, right? Mm. So the thing about the US, is it's very specialized yeah. actually i was talking to one of my podcast guests last weekend about this is mm-hmm. you know you the level like in your role mm-hmm. your role is super well defined yes 
And then there's an expert for everything else that surrounds your room that you need support for. Exactly. So it's like yeah. so yeah. specialized. Yeah. Um, which, when you're transitioning, you, you need to be prepared for kind of becoming a generalist. Because mm-hmm. the structures here are not that like... You're not gonna be boxed into, you know. For example, in certain sectors like insurance, like there's someone who is doing every single yeah. part of that <clears throat> chain. Yeah. And here it's like you own different parts of the chain. Yeah. So think about the skill set that you've learned. Yeah. Um, a little broader, not necessarily like the functional part that you're doing. Yeah. But like broadly around like people management, project management, mm-hmm. um, leadership at that level mm. right because i think if you get caught up in like i'm an insurance this, person this particular exactly role, yeah you're going, to struggle. you're going to struggle so yeah. i like to tell people to think about their transferable skills mm. um broadly yeah not just in the sector yeah 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 because yeah. i remember when i was in corporate so um the, the company i used to work for you know a department like hr mm-hmm. you know it's really really specialized so there's recruitment there's Compen bank, Correct. you know, there's um, even offboarding, there's onboarding. So you see, if you leave that organization and you are an onboarding specialist, you see what are the chances that you get another onboarding job? Absolutely. It's, they're not readily available. Uh, and that's actually a really good example. Yeah. 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 Um, that then, you know, you're thinking about, and I think we're talking about this, mm-hmm. um, which brings us to our next point how you package yourself mm. is really because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then maybe you are abroad and you are probably managing apartments yep coming back to kenya probably those drones if, if they're there they're few mm-hmm. but then there's so much that you can do with just that totally. that you are managing properties totally. abroad totally. you know how can you package yourself well totally. um do you mind sharing about like you know the documents your your, your cv your yeah. digital profile your cover letter yeah. and how you package yourself yeah actually one of the reasons i was like i can't believe joan is doing this is like it was a bit of a struggle to be honest <laughs> because I remember people telling me, I don't know, put your picture, your date of birth. I'm like, no. (laughs) So it was like, how do I translate this CV or Mm. resume, sorry, which is what it is in the US, to a CV? That is suitable for the Kenyan market. That is suitable for the Kenyan market. Um, And I don't know, I think I must have Googled stuff, but like, it was, I remember it being a bit of a, like, yeah, like, how do I make this? this a very american resume from yeah. like an american business school how do i make it a cv suitable to the kenyan market mm-hmm. um so i think i must have google stuff or like just need stuff up i'm not so sure um but the school i went to had a career management office and i remember reaching out to like the person in charge of international recruitment and be like does this seem okay to you she's like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but it, it, it was definitely a struggle yeah 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 and um when you know when you are attending interviews yes. how was that like because i know right. there's an appetite mm-hmm. of, you know with hiring managers and you know with recruiters uh for people who are transitioning mm. um and, and actually this should be you know a word of encouragement to anyone thinking that is of true. transitioning back there's an appetite so how was the interviewing process like yeah so like i said i, I came a couple months before we mm-hmm. actually moved back and mm-hmm. i was to your point i was able to 
schedule three interviews mm -hmm. in a very short two week span mm -hmm. and i think it was because of that appetite and me reaching out before and saying hey i want to explore roles along these lines mm -hmm. and you know do you guys have anything yeah um and if they said yes then i'd, I'd say i'm in kenya these two weeks can we schedule an interview mm -hmm. um so i i think to your point that there, there is a real appetite for for people from diaspora i think probably because of the training yes. um, that you get mm. and I guess the perspective like being able to kind of bridge both sides um, depending on the type of role like like for me now at a startup I, I definitely see you know being able to talk to global investors global clients mm. like my my experience from diaspora is still paying fruits um, yeah, but the, the, the interviews were interesting. Like in the US, it's like very scripted. Mm. Here, you know, you can do it anyway. Yeah. You have children. How old? And you're like, uh, I think we've crossed a line here. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. And um, did, did you um, so in terms of pain? Because mm -hmm. I know that is the other mm, yeah. you know pain point mm -hmm. that you know most people would have to take a pay cut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know how how do you navigate that salary expectation question? Yeah. Because I know there are people who now have missed opportunities because then you asked what is your salary <laughs> expectation and yeah. it's like double and mm. you know you, you, you miss you actually miss out on a very good opportunity and there's a way you have money. Yeah, that. totally. That question. Yeah, I think. Look, I'm not gonna try try and play down the the financial considerations mm. but i think what i want to do is set expectations generally mm. that pay is not going to be the same so don't look at this journey of moving I back hope, i hope they're listening yeah <laughs> don't look at this journey of moving back as um my first priority is pay parity mm -mm. Yeah. um and i think i pointed to the fact that i think i when I got my offer, mm -hmm. I picked the one that paid the highest. Yeah. And I'm not so sure that was the right decision. Um, maybe I could have taken a pay cut, but in three years I'd have been back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, um, like, one, I kind of cut short conversations with a bank. Yeah. And in hindsight, it's like you could have sacrificed for a certain period of time, mm -hmm. but I look at the bonus structures of those banks and I'm like, yeah, I could have just hung in there, proved yeah, myself, yeah. and I would have already been back to my New York mm -hmm. salary. But I think I understand how you might have gone with the money, because you, have, like, you had a family. Yeah, so that's the thing. So I, think, <laughs> like, I actually totally yeah. understand. I think at that particular point, right, yeah. yeah. And only one of us had a job at the time, yeah. so we were like, just yeah. pick the highest. But to, mm -hmm. I, I think it's important to to plan financially around yeah. this yeah. and have like a really good buffer of savings mm -hmm. as a family. Mm -hmm. um, and But to have your decision as mm -hmm. to what company to join, mm -hmm. to be anchored more in the learning opportunities um, and how much it's aligned to actually what you want to do in your career right. and what impact you want to have and what legacy you want to have. I think with the benefit of hindsight, um, I wasn't like super, super clear. Um, I, I kind of had like broad themes around, you know, working with local businesses, mm -hmm. helping them institutionalize, corporatize, grow. Um, but I think it's worth spending quite a bit of time 
figuring out like what impact you want to have when you come back mm-hmm. and then having whatever role you decide fits fits into that yeah right yeah right. and i think that is a challenge that i see every day mm-hmm. with my clients mm-hmm. that you don't want to think about what are my strengths my skills and totally. my passions mm-hmm. what work do i consider meaningful what problems do i want to solve the question that most people would ask themselves is which job pays the most which degree should i do that is going to pay me more as opposed to asking yourself what am i good at what you know what can i do better than anyone else with the least amount of effort and now which jobs are available that are in line with my strengths my skills and my passion absolutely then that way it doesn't matter if even if the pay is not so good because you can always grow because then i i feel money will always follow passion absolutely you know you, 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 the money is going to come. It will. You just need to hang in there for a bit, because mm-hmm. then you know when we say we are passionate about something, uh, passion actually means suffering. Mm-hmm. So what's you know what are you willing to suffer mm-hmm. for? What kind of work, even if no one was paying you, you know you do. So if you know if someone can ask themselves that, then even if you're coming back and you're given a role, even if it's in a mini company. Exactly. If it's in line with your strengths, your skills and your passion, right. if it's in line with your future you know, career map, then you can sacrifice totally. because you are passionate about it. Yep. And then now with time, you can grow into doing mm-hmm. what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as you rightfully put it, if you've saved and you have a buffer, yeah then you know you're able to even like t- uh, take the pick at um, uh, comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I normally feel the other thing that someone might consider doing is like, I don't know, like a side business. Yes. So that yes, they, you know. Show up the, yeah. the monies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. then maybe as you're coming back, you could come with, I don't know, baby clothes. Mm. If you're only coming from the UK. Mm-hmm. And, and you could actually start selling the clothes while you're there. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, because then, you know, having this emergency fund and just doing something that can give you some money is going to give you some comfort. True. You know, as you're looking for a job, because then it's not do or die. True. Yeah. True. So True. you know, it helps you, um, you know, navigate and, yes. and settle. Yes. 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 I don't know which other tips you don't to give. Yeah, I'd say be ready to evolve. I don't know if I ah, if I mentioned yes. that. that. Yeah, we talked about um, and evolve in terms of. <laughs> many areas so friendships mm-hmm. family um you know you come back and you find your friends have moved on you have to make new ones yeah um yeah and especially in your career i think you have to force yourself to constantly you know ask yourself like what am i really doing and mm-hmm. what is it that i want to accomplish um you know like you were saying like constantly like sharpening you're thinking around your strengths, your skills, mm-hmm. and your passions, because mm-hmm. those will evolve and change yeah. uh, as you're. I, I mean, it's you, you're in a new environment, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna have fresh perspectives, so be ready to evolve um, and be ready to learn new skills. Mm-hmm. Like, don't come thinking that this is my JD and it's cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, be open to new possibilities. Some things will show up unexpectedly. Feel free to raise your hand. I, I always encourage people to to put themselves out there to learn as much as they can. Yeah. Um, and and to approach a career here a, a little bit with a sense of curiosity. Mm. Um, because it's it's not as cut and dry. I used to say in America, 
I can tell you next December this yeah. is what you are going to be doing. Mm. <laughs> like it's so it's, it's so planned. Mm. Um but here it's magic. <laughs> I always say what is today's surprise? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, have a little bit of wonder and curiosity for the world, I mm. think. Otherwise, I think you might get answers. Yes. I'm used to working in a certain kind of way. People keep time. time. If the trade leaves at 3:18 <laughs> you know but then you come here and you know it's a high level meeting and guys are like coming in 15 minutes but then you can just lose totally lose your mind mm-hmm. but i like that you're talking about adaptability because mm-hmm. in 2021 it's one of the skills that hiring managers and recruiters were looking for right. in you know uh, top leadership in employees because you know because of covid mm-hmm. when covid mm-hmm. happened people had to learn how to pivot differently mm-hmm. that you are adaptable you know if you are able to quickly adapt to situations then i think your transition becomes easier totally. because you're going to come back and then the environments are totally different totally. um you know I, i think in kenya like sexual harassment or you know things like um like the laws are not you know uh enforced and enforced very well as opposed to the, you know, like the states so you can really like struggle totally um Uh, yeah so you know that you are able to adapt well i think would go a really yeah. long way not to say that if you're sexually harassed you need to keep quiet but True. <laughs> don't write that email to hr i've exactly. done that a few times yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 57 times if yeah. you have to uh but then you know how like the, I, I, let me just say the culture and the mm. environment here mm-hmm. is is totally different very very different it's totally um, different and and actually And I think that's one thing people who are coming back from diaspora can in, infuse and make change, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I found was like my direct reports would not talk to me and I was like and it's respect. And I know, I know it's respect to me. <laughs> I need your perspectives yeah, people. And input. And in, and and um so it was just a beautiful journey to get people out of their shell mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah so so things are very different but stay true to yourself and yes be adaptable um yeah and try and try and make the change try and make positive change because I, i think it and this is also what i tell my mentees is like it's always better when you have a perspective no matter how young you are in the organization like let's work on helping you find your voice um so i think that's one thing like that is expected in the diaspora mm-hmm. right so i remember like first year out of undergrad and it's the lowest person on the totem pole who kicks off the call mm-hmm. announces everyone mm-hmm. says this is the agenda mm-hmm. you know and and just kind of embedding some of those working practices in the places that have been yeah. I, i think has helped and has had an impact so mm-hmm. yeah i there's also a lot of positivity that you bring yeah. we always remember like for people who are transitioning back mm. there's a lot of positivity that you bring right. yeah like we want we actually need the talent exactly we want exactly we want everything that we have correct yeah. yeah um and you know for someone who is you know watching or listening mm-hmm. and you know they, they are they are thinking about transitioning back but they, you know struggling with imposter syndrome mm. what yes. yeah let's talk about yeah. that because people are transitioning back for for different and various mm-hmm. reasons mm-hmm. and and like the one that i feel most people struggling struggle with is 
that they don't want to be seen as failures mm. you know uh you know what word of encouragement can you give them yeah i would say this is a tough one honestly yeah. especially for people who haven't necessarily come back on their own terms mm. or don't feel like they fulfilled Whatever what they, they went, went to, to do yeah. um and weirdly i think even the most successful people feel this imposter syndrome thing yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and i would say that i think the first step is just forgiving yourself mm-hmm. um and coming to terms with your circumstances mm-hmm. especially for people who come back not out of their will i think starting with acceptance like okay this is where i'm at and then gratitude is like okay but this is the experience i had and this is the exposure i had and being clear about okay now how can i make something out of that, out of that? um and yeah it, it, it i think it's it's difficult but with time and being clear about what you drew from that experience and how it's relatable here mm-hmm. Um, I think you can make something super beautiful out yes. of your experience. I agree. Yeah. You can yeah. make um, lemonade with like the Yes. Th- that's why we are here today to <laughs> encourage you totally. if you are feeling like that. And let's talk about the jobs available because I think people normally struggle because they think Santa Kuja love me funny me. And the, 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 the appetite for people transitioning back is so high. Mm-hmm. So, what, you know, what jobs? Are readily available for someone who is looking to transition back. Yeah, yeah. So I think right now in Kenya, tech is obviously a hot topic. Yes, yes. Um, yes. financial services, whether yes. it be banking or insurance, has mm. always been a hot topic. Mm. Um, for me, actually, this is a community I feel really called to serve. So I'm hoping that one fine day I can have, like, you know spaces online for networking and posting jobs so that there's a lot more visibility conferences where companies come and kind of try and recruit people from diaspora and people from diaspora come Mm -hmm. so this is something i'm also thinking about in Mm -hmm. terms of how do we get talent out of the diaspora to kind of come back and catapult us um because i i think there's there's a lot of benefit there um yeah okay And, and we were also talking about sales. Oh yeah, and sales. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Admin also. Right. Because then, yeah. if you're coming from the states, and uh, because you know, as we are saying, the environment is very different. Yeah. Things are done meticulously. Yeah. Very strong organizational exactly, skills. Exactly. Exactly. Most people here are lucky. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming with that, yeah. then I mean, there's a lot of appetite. If True. You have like those kind, uh, those, uh, those kinds of skills, True. and also in the education sector, yeah. you know, if you studied masters, if you did PhD, correct. I, I think there are so many universities, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like looking for uh, that talent as well. Totally. And um, just to mention some some recruitment firms, you know, if you're transitioning back mm-hmm. that you don't want to send your CV. So my first and favorite is usually Summit Recruitment and Search. Mm-hmm. You can check corporate staffing, you can check Glassdoor, you can check Brighter Monday, LinkedIn. Like I think LinkedIn is usually underrated. There are so many jobs uh, normally available there. Um, the other thing I, I love to do is you want to go to the websites of the particular organization that you want to work for. So like for example, if you go to the IBM website, go to the career portal, see if there are any available jobs. Right. Because again, if you're looking to transition,
transition back in 2024 even you want to start now mm, yeah absolutely joan yeah, yeah actually that, that's another thing i should have mentioned you're lucky if you find something in a year mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. so that's the other thing i I'd encourage people to do is to think about like when do you want to transition mm. um and start planning early yes. yeah because sometimes it will take you three to four years to actually get a role that you're like this is the one yeah right because yeah. like we were saying the opportunities are like for could be few and far between mm. that actually have a strong match to your profile yeah 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 and you know the, the other thing I was I was thinking about you know when I was thinking about like transitioning back sometimes the opportunities are not readily readily available mm-hmm. yes you have the skills mm-hmm. but then these positions are not readily available mm-hmm. I don't know what you think about just like volunteering mm-hmm. or or uh, you know say like maybe I want to work for um, UNP for example mm-hmm. and you've already identified a problem that they have they just probably at the moment don't have that capacity that you can try you know um, even if it's pro bono mm. then if you form a relationship totally totally as that's a, man, a really good idea yeah, yeah. as and when something opens up I, I mean surely you'll be the first person in their mind totally that then we are looking for other ways of looking for jobs as opposed to just sending us exactly just you know like doing what we've always done if there's something else that you can do then mm-hmm. you want to to jump on it yeah i would say adding value is like one way people always have you top of mind so yeah. I, i highly encourage that and especially if you can kind of take time off come for six months mm-hmm. you know like in a, in in the diaspora i think companies are a lot more like i can't believe it. i think pwc is like work when you want i don't know yeah so you there's ways you can structure like a sabbatical or something mm-hmm. and and do that kind of work um yeah. so that you start to make connections, connections. Yeah. yeah connections 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 are everything mm-hmm. so as a parting shot yes. what would you want to tell the guys listening <laughs> watching Yeah so if if you're looking to transition back first of all that's a good thing don't be scared um be intentional about your planning um start now like Joan said um start thinking about you know your 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 strengths your skills your passions and how do those you know look at companies that kind of fall within um your areas of interest reach out to people on LinkedIn network 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 and be ready to evolve and adapt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 All right guys, I hope uh this session has been beneficial. Rose again, thank you very much. I think like you know, you sharing that you have actually done it. I know it's going to encourage someone. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for making time to sure, come sure. and thank you for the wise nuggets. Yeah. That's all that we had for today guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening and see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.